Hi, this is Nolte Manning II with Jethro Bodine Powell. <laughs> we were laughing about that yes, before. Yes, I've been called that before. <laughs> Jeff Powell over there. This is Box Office Briefs uh, talking about movies, giving you a uh, movie review of uh, something in theaters that you uh, may or may not want to check out. How are you, bud? I'm doing pretty good, and I hope you are as yeah, well. Yeah, I sure am. I sure am. Uh, this is that uh, time of year, Jeff, that it's uh, in between. We, we just got through with the Christmas box office smashes you know the ones that were going to make a lot of money star wars. um star wars yeah yeah which became the number one film of the year in just two weeks which really? is yeah yeah wow. ended up number one at the box office well you know i think i suggested that that could happen and you yeah. said no no it's too late in the year it's too late I, in the year. I, yeah it did it it did wow. I, I was i was blown away i knew it ended up in the top five but um yeah it, it's brought in uh, over a billion worldwide and here's what cracks me up about that movie is, or, or what people say. People are like, well, you know, but it didn't make as much as The Force Awakens, which was two billion. And so, Disney made money on it. Give it a but, few more weeks. <laughs> but, 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 you know, you got people complaining. Oh, it didn't make as much. And uh, what's interesting about this film is if you look at like the Rotten Tomatoes scores, where they give you the critic ratings and then the audience ratings. Mm-hmm. Critics ratings are much higher. Than the oh, really? audiences for this one, and uh, I, I, Thomas, Thomas, my, my son Thomas and I both have kind of talked about it's kind of odd and unusual. Yeah, uh, and we're fans, and we 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 really like With that movie, sci-fi in general, but specifically Star, Star Wars. Wars. It's yeah. usually the other way around. Yeah, I, I think what what we're going to be seeing though, uh, there's going to be a new Star Wars film every year that'll be coming out, if and, not two. Yeah, and so at some point, is it going to reach the oversaturation, kind of like the superhero films are starting to do? Uh, for most, for a lot of people, and for some, sure. they can't get enough of it. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, movie this weekend that, that I'm going to recommend. Actually, I'm, I'm giving you foreshadowing of how I feel about this movie. Uh, it's called Twelve Strong. This is a movie based on a true story. Uh, takes place uh, not long after 9/11 uh, happened here uh, in the U.S. And um, we were, uh, you know, attacked in ways that we had never experienced before, never thought about before. And so a, uh, a group of, uh, a special forces group of 12, a small team, um, go into uh, Afghanistan to try to root out some, uh, some Taliban that have a stronghold in some certain areas and have a lot of power in certain areas. Uh, that's kind of the storyline that kind of drives this. Chris Hemsworth, uh, Michael Shannon also, uh, they're the stars of this. But there are a lot of other faces that people will recognize uh, in this film um, that's uh, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, who is no uh, no um, stranger to action films? Uh, quite a few action films over the course of uh, of his career. Uh, this film uh, takes place, as I said, right after uh, 9/11, so it's just weeks following that you're seeing uh, things transpire. Beginning of the film, you get kind of a snapshot of the rise of terrorism in the U.S., domestic and foreign, and uh, so it goes back to 1993 and kind of moves forward uh, from there. And uh, it's a film uh, that has uh, tons of action, uh, has some really interesting drama. You also get an interesting backstory early on of uh, a few of these soldiers who are going over so you can kind of get a sense of what they've got back at home waiting for them. Uh, These are not just the, the warriors that go out and... Uh, have the Klingon aspect of, I'm throwing in a, a sci-fi Star Wars yeah, reference, yeah, yeah. the Klingon aspect of, okay, you know, let's just go out there and, 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 you know, let's just kill everybody. And if we die, hey, it's an honorable death. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys know what they're fighting for. They understand what they're fighting for, but they also want to return home. Uh, 
Yeah. And uh, I think that's an interesting thing that you see uh, explored uh, within this film. Some really wonderful uh, landscapes, some wonderful uh, you know, establishing shots of seeing what looks like Afghanistan. I haven't been able to do the research to find out where this was shot, but just beautiful, beautiful landscapes of the mountains, uh, more of the mountains than the deserts that you see uh, in this. Uh, this this uh, 12-man team, uh, they go over, and they're supposed to connect with this warlord uh, to try to help. There's this northern alliance mm-hmm. that's very, um, what's the word, uh, fragile. Uh, you got warlords kind of vying for, for power. And um, this team, they're supposed to connect with one of them um, that has the strongest chance of, of knocking out this certain Taliban leader. And so they go over there not knowing a whole lot about them. They can't speak the native language. Um, they, uh, the only thing that they can speak that also the, uh, the Afghan people there can speak, and this, particularly this warlord, is Russian. And so uh, because of uh, there's a long history of Russia yeah, yeah. there as well. So it's really interesting uh, to see that dynamic and to see the cultural dynamics. And you do find out that uh, this guy also speaks English very well. And, oh. uh, but it's uh, it's a film, if you enjoy war films, if you enjoy action films, if you enjoy uh, political drama and, uh, and all that goes within that and, and how things are played out, uh, you know, sometimes it's not just about Oh, let's get over there and, and whip them. There, there are political ramifications that happen behind the scenes as well, and some of that's unfolded mm-hmm. within this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also realize that uh, this was a really, I mean, 12 people against an army, basically, uh, and you did have these, uh, as I said, the war, the one warlord, but his troops didn't even match what was, uh, what was happening, uh, what, what the Taliban had at their disposal. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it was a fascinating film to watch. It really was. This is the time of year that you don't see, uh, you, you'll see award caliber films that'll slide out there because they're trying, the Oscars are coming up. Right. And, but but this is a new film, so it's not up for any kind of awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is typically when movies are dropped, uh, January particularly, that they're not expecting a whole lot out of. Uh, but I, I enjoyed this movie. I gave it an A-. minus. Uh, I think it, it hit on a lot of different things. Um, story. Uh, the acting, solid cast, Chris Hemsworth, as I mentioned, um, who was Thor. Uh, you know, you're going to see him in the blockbusters, but you don't normally see him in these kinds of films. Yeah. So uh, I really enjoyed this. Uh, the, um, as I said, very intense uh, at times. And, you know, these soldiers, the the Captain Hemsworth plays as captain who has never been uh, on the battlefield. Uh, he's, he's only been um, trained how mm-hmm. to do it. Um, he knows how to motivate men, and that was one of the questions of can he do this yeah. when he's called to do it yeah. in, in real life. All right. Well, it sounds very interesting uh, being a bit of a history buff myself. I, I might have to check this one out. All a right? minus for 12 Strong, now in theaters.